Let's start this episode with, with a quote. A quote from George Eliot. The quote goes like this. It is never too late to be what you might have been. So for many of you, if you're at all like me, you might find yourself sitting there, whether it's at a high school reunion or somewhere else, or just cruising the internet, looking on Wikipedia, and thinking to yourself, maybe I should have done more by now. Maybe I'm too old. When you look at other people who have had success at a young age, it can feel like success has gotten you by, especially if you're in your 40s, 50s, or later, kind of like I am in my 40s. It's a thought that comes up, and it's a thought that I've had since I'm a teenager. Since I was a teenager, I was always thinking, I should have done more by now, or it's too late. That was the real sort of kicker and limiting belief, that it was too late for me to start something new. So that's what I'm talking about today, talking about age and the fact that it's never too late to start something new. You're never too old. So I'm Chris Valdheims, and this is the Hyper Memoir Podcast, where we talk about finding and developing your creative voice. So thank you, everybody, for listening in. Really appreciate it. And thank you for everybody who's been leaving reviews, comments, giving me feedback, emailing me, being on the list. Really love it. Good to know that I'm having some sort of impact. So thank you all for that. So today, we're talking about the idea of feeling too old to start something new. As I said in the intro, I've been feeling that way since I was a teenager. I remember being into music and being like something like 19 years old and thinking to myself about how many people started bands or started musical projects or whatnot in high school. I didn't do that. Um, I got more into that in my older teenage years. But I remember thinking to myself, I'm too old. And now when I look back at it, it's freaking ridiculous that that thought ever even crossed my mind because that's basically a baby. But I created some sort of narrative or story or whatever that kept me from actually taking the risk. And I think when we're talking about these stories, these limiting stories, of which this is one, and for me, maybe a primary one, and we've talked about limiting stories before, but when we think about limiting stories, it's really just a mask for fear, isn't it? It's really just a mask for, I don't want to do something, so let me figure out an excuse for not doing it. And I can relate to that because when I look back on my idea that I'm too late, that I'm too old, it really is just a mask for fear. There's nothing in terms of what I can do or who I am or what my circumstances are that would prevent me from being creative. Yet every day, I have to fight against this story that I've constructed and lived with for a long time. And I don't think it's just me. I don't think I'm the only one who feels this way. And I also don't think that all of this story comes from an internal source. I think that we live in a society that seems to be obsessed with youth, that seems to celebrate youth and youthful achievement, which is great. We should. We should definitely give accolades to those among us who, through whatever means, have managed to get somewhere at a very young age. I think that's a great thing, and I want to see more of it. But I think one of the side effects of that has been is that for those of us who are older than those ages, for those of us in our 40s or 50s, it's easy to think that we're supposed to have achieved something in our 20s or in our 30s. And if we are doing anything in our 40s and 50s, it's too late or that we should have given up the dream by now or not have a new dream, that we should be set in our ways and our life should really be about paying mortgage, raising kids, and stuff like that, which obviously that's important. You want to do it. But in my experience, those are hardly ingredients for any kind of fulfilling life. Yeah, great. Pay the mortgage, but who gives a fuck, right? 
So we're really talking more about how can we be creative at a more advanced age, shall I say. That's what we're talking about. So it's a myth. It's a myth that achievement is limited to the young. It's been a myth that's been around for I don't know how long. I don't know where it comes from. But we see lists like 20 under 20, 30 under 30, 40 under 40. But very rarely do you see 50 under 50 because it kind of doesn't matter to a lot of people. And, you know, those lists, by the way, tend to be biased towards people who have the resources to end up on those lists. Total other conversation, but I think you know what I'm saying. This is also an aspect, there's an aspect to this of comparison. And I've talked about comparison in previous episodes and how it's really the thief of joy, as we've talked about. We're looking through, we're looking through our Instagram feed or the news or any other source where we get media and we're cherry picking. We're seeing the outliers. We're seeing the people who are successful at a young age or successful at our age and we're comparing our journey to theirs. We're comparing ourselves to them and it doesn't work like that. Everybody has a different story. Everybody has a different process. And I think I've talked about that as well in a previous episode, that the process for you is not the same as the process for me. Yet we're drawn into comparison. We're drawn into benchmarking ourselves against other people who we don't know, who might have had different advantages or a different background. And our story is different. And we're not always meant to be on the same page or on the same timeline. Take startups, for instance. If you think about startups, you probably think about someone like Mark Zuckerberg. He's one of the most famous startup people. And so you think to yourself, well, startup founders, they're generally going to be in their early 20s or mid-20s. And you see this all the time when we're talking about startups. It's always about young people. It's always about people in their 20s. And by the way, not trying to take anyone anything away from people who got their shit together early and are on that fast track. I love that. And I think they should have all the success that they deserve. But what I'm talking about is the fact that things can start to look awfully biased. So when you look at these startup founders, when you look at these artists, when you look at these musicians and see them all in their 20s, because that's what's highlighted, it really feels like, well, the peak age for a successful startup founder would be in the early to mid 20s. That's what you would think. Now, that's not true. And actually take a minute and ask yourself, how old do you think that the most successful startup founders are. I read a statistic recently, and I wish I could re remember the source, but it's not in the mid-20s. It's not in the early 20s. Most successful startup founders are in their 40s, mid-40s. And I think that's a statistical conclusion. If I can find the source of that, I'll include it in the newsletter. But I read that, and it really resonated with me. So I wanted to share that. And I don't think there's as much attention on people accomplishing things in their 40s because it almost seems matter of course, or for whatever reason, we tend to bias stories based on age. So I'll say it again. Most startup founders are in their mid to late 40s. So just for those of you who are startup founders, just so you know, there's also artists who started later. We can always talk about that in a moment. For instance, um, when we talk about different icons, different people who created stuff, I asked on Twitter recently, give me some examples of people who started something or became famous uh, in their 40s or later. And so some of the responses I got were ones that I already knew about, but I'll share some with you. So Grandma Moses, artist, painter, she didn't start painting until her late 70s. She's famous. She's iconic. 
Colonel Sanders. He launched the KFC or franchised KFC. I don't know if there's much difference there. When he was 62, Oprah Winfrey became the mogul that she is after years and decades of struggle. And I actually saw a list of celebrities and I was really shocked by this. And I wish I could remember all the names. Again, maybe that's going in the newsletter. But um, there were a lot of celebrities who didn't really hit their stride until their 40s. They had done a lot of small roles and small movies, but they weren't the megastars that we know them as until their mid to late 40s, even 50s. So there are a lot of people who don't blossom until later or don't even start until later. There's authors and there's other people who, for whatever reason, just never got started early. And so I think those people have a depth to them. I think there's... I'm more interested in that story than in, than in the story of the person who had every advantage, did everything right, and made it in their early 20s. Again, proud of them, happy for them, but not really interested because there's no depth there. I am interested in writers or musicians or whoever who finally found their voice in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s. And that's one of the things that I'll always be hitting on in this podcast is that it's never too late. And for those of you listening who feel like it's too late or have the story that you have to somehow be a certain age, and if you're beyond that age, you have to stop, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not true. As long as you can actually do something physically, you're not in a coma or have a debilitating health condition that would prevent you, you can always do something. And I've even said, I think the second episode was about finding time. I know that when we become older, it's a lot harder to find time. We have family responsibilities. We have career responsibilities. We have a lot of things that we have to do. But as I said in the second episode, go back and listen to that if you have a chance. I think it was the second episode. You don't find time, you make time. And even if it's 15 minutes a day, five minutes a day, all of that adds up. And there's stuff that you can do at any age. Just putting that out there. There isn't an age limit on creativity. Um, Yeah, you don't have to do it in youthful style. So I remember when I was in my 20s, in my late teens, um, there was an energy that I had that maybe I don't have today where I could stay up all night, create new things, make stuff, but it was kind of all over the place. I made a lot of stuff, but it was just all over the place. I didn't really have the depth or the experience or the perspective to push things over the line or make things into what they were meant to be, which is fine. I had growing, I had personal growth I had to do before I got to that point, which is where I feel like I'm at right now. My energy isn't as high. I'm not the 20-year-old who can work for 40 hours straight. And by the way, I did that once at a company. It was awesome. Um, I can't do that anymore. I need sleep. I need a full night of sleep. But what I can do, and I've talked about this, is hone into the things that really matter. Focus on the things that really matter. Focus on the things that are going to have an impact or advance my vision or serve other people. That's a perspective I did not have when I was in my early 20s. I didn't have that perspective at all. I was just making stuff. So again, that energy was there. It was just all over the place. So what I'm saying to you is that whatever you lack in youthful energy, you make up for it in depth and perspective. So that's a really important thing to take away from this is that your perspective, your depth, your experience is going to be the basis for your creativity when you're older. And so it might be less about energy and less about, um, what's the word, when you put out a lot of stuff, I forget, blanking here. Maybe that's a senior moment. Hello. So there's stuff that, and it's not about prodigious, prodigious, I don't remember what it was, 
but prolific output. There we go. It finally came to me. So see, I have some disadvantages due to age, but I can overcome them, can't I? I just did. You heard it. Um, and also your story, whatever you've lived through, the challenges you've faced. I've talked to a lot of you who have faced some real challenges. I've talked to a lot of you who have faced financial challenges, personal challenges, relationship challenges. All of those are fuel for creativity if you can only transmute them. And it's not always easy to do, but I do think the process of making art and sharing art is going to help you along that path. And I, for one, am more interested. I'm more interested in somebody who's had rough experiences or regret or problems or gone through some shit than I am about someone whose life has been easy or just has that sort of youthful perspective. Again, I love that perspective, but I want to hear from the people who have been through it. That's who I want to hear from. And if you're older, that's probably you. You've probably been through something, haven't you? So yeah, your experience is your gold. And I think the other thing that prevents people from creating at an older age is that feeling of being a beginner. I think that we want to feel like we've mastered things and it's really hard to go back and be a beginner at something new, especially when we're older and especially where it shifts one's identity. I think that we want to feel like we're accomplished. And I think the idea that being a beginner is somehow to be frowned upon is wrong. And I, I think that goes with this. Again, I don't think it's a super strong point, but I do think that a lot of people are afraid to be a beginner or start something new. Something I've talked about, and I have no interest in doing this, by the way, but I've told people, I said, given my statistical lifespan, which I think for an adult male in the US is something like 76, I'm 46. Given my projected lifespan of another 30 years, which sounds weird, by the way, when I say it, but let's just go with it. 30 years left on this planet. I tell people, if I wanted to, I could have a 20-year career as a neurosurgeon. Yes, I'd be old at the uh, final part of that, but I can have a 20-year career as a neurosurgeon. For instance, I have never done any neurosurgery. I don't have a medical degree, but I could go back to school. I could go to medical school. I could do the residency, and let's say that takes eight to 10 years. I think that's how long it takes. Um, in 10 years, I'm a doctor, right? So within 10 years, I'm a doctor. And then it gives me 20 years to practice medicine. So my point is, I'm 46, not going to do it. I really don't want to. But my point is, is I could be a doctor for 20 years. And so bringing it to something that's more relevant and that I care about more, being a writer, being an artist, being a creative, those are things that I like doing and I'm going to do, that if I publish my first book at age 46 or 47 or 48, I could have close to 30 years of writing experience, close to 30 years of putting out books. So whatever it is that you want to do, you're probably not too old. And even if you're a beginner and it takes you time to build the skills that you need to be successful, I mean, if you're in your 40s and you spent five years practicing a craft, let's just say it's pottery or painting or whatever, you're going to be pretty fucking good after five years. Good enough that you can compete with just about anybody, if that's your thing, right? So that's it. Um, yeah, don't think that creativity and learning is something for the young people, because we've been taught to think that. We've been programmed that way, and I think it's complete bullshit. So just calling it out here, making sure that you know that. And bringing you back to the point that I made earlier is that your age is an asset. 
So it's not a liability in creativity. So again, if we talk about painting, if we talk about um, any kind of self-expression, there are things that I've learned through experience, through repetition, that no amount of youthful insight or energy would ever bring me to. And you're probably the same. So let me give you some three steps. I wanted to kind of bring this back into actionable territory, if that's possible or useful to you. So there's kind of three, I'm trying to come back to this, by the way, in the podcast, there are really three moves that you can make if you're in this mode of feeling like a late bloomer. So let's go into that. Three things. Uh, Number one is redefine your timeline. So like I said, life is not linear. It's not a conveyor belt. There's not things you have to do by a certain time or forget about it. There is no rule that says that you have to have done something by your 20s or by your 30s. You can do things whenever you want. It's improvisational and you don't have to stress. You can take action now. Who knows what's going to happen, but do what you like, do what resonates, do what fulfills you and redefine that timeline. Don't feel like creativity is limited to your 20s or 30s or teens or whatever. It's not BS. Um, Tap into your network. One of the things that I found really helpful and really kind of cool that I didn't expect once I started doing stuff, once I started writing, once I started making a podcast, building my business and all this other stuff, I realized how deep my network was. I've been working for, I think about 30 years, you know, and I have net, you know, contacts from that. I have friends, people I've partied with when I was younger, people I've hung out with when I'm older, all this stuff, people from law school, people from undergrad, all, I have so many people in my network who are doing things. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying this is by virtue. I don't even, I'm not even a great networker. I don't ever consciously do that, but I am someone who connects with people. I connect with people and I've been doing it over time. And so when I'm doing something, I find there's a lot of support there. There's a lot of people who have reached out to me about my podcast or my book or whatever. And these are people with experience, by the way, people I can relate to because we're the same age. And so I get a lot of support that maybe I wouldn't have gotten as a young person, or I wouldn't have the connections. I wouldn't have had time to develop those connections and those relationships. So that's another thing. Tap into your network and know that when you do something, the support will arise. People will come to you and see that you're trying and the right ones will support you. A lot of them won't. Who gives a fuck? Just focus on the ones who care. So I'm going to point that out. And then I'm also going to talk about last thing, commit to lifelong learning. So be willing to be a beginner. As I was saying earlier, there is no limit to learning and you can be a beginner at any age. And if you're willing to go through that, you can go through it quickly and you can get to where you want to be pretty quickly. So I feel like people who are older sometimes also have the ability, ability to learn faster. I know that for myself, um, I know how to focus on exactly what it is that I want to know. I don't have time for bullshit. I don't have time for um, meandering or just exploring. Yeah, I do some of that. Great. That's part of learning, but that's not the goal. I'm not just doing it for my own fun. I'm doing it because I have a goal or there's something I want to see happen. That's just me. Maybe you're different, but um, you can always learn something, take a new hobby, do a course. And by the way, there's so many great resources out in the world now that weren't available 20, 30 years ago, whether it's online courses or books, podcasts, YouTube, there are so many ways that you can learn quickly. So do that. So that's all I have to say. I just want to say that you're not too old and you are seasoned and you do have what you need to be creative. There isn't a rule. There isn't a timeline. There isn't anything that prevents you as someone who's a little bit older 
from being a creative person. So I'm Chris Valdheims, and this is the Hyper Memoir Podcast. And thank you for listening. And once again, thank you to those of you who are on the mailing list. Thank you to those of you who reply to my emails and let me know what you think. I really love that part. I love knowing that I'm having an impact on some of you. And then thank you for those of you who leave a review or share on social media or share anywhere. That really helps get the message out. I feel like the message is a good one. You do too. And I really appreciate that support. So thank you. And I'll see you next week.